hello, and welcome to our fifth episode of the MC or the MPU. No, the MCU. Macabre. No, MPU. The the Macabre Podcast Universe. Yeah, we're we're coming off a pretty strange emotions because we had just watched the Oscars. Don't date this, Jordan, unless you want to. I'm just saying it. Okay. We're doing a movie that's been out for since 2011. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Dating ourselves, but having some mixed feelings about this this year's Oscar. I guess last year's Oscars, the 91st and Academy Awards, had some really great wins that we're very proud of. For, and had some for wins the that we weren't proud of. Had some Namely, huge fat duds. The four wins of Bohemian Rhapsody. But yeah. we don't have to talk about that. But this that. isn't a podcast about Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. nor will it ever be. Unless they make Fat Bottom Girls, followed by uh, Don't Stop Me Now, and make it a trilogy, in which case then we'll have to cover it. Because we're covering well, trilogies and beyond, because this is the podcast where we discuss sequels, franchises, Not just sequels, and series. it's gotta be a trilogy. But it, it's gotta be a trilogy or more. Yeah, franchises, to see if they if they they work if they don't work if certain movies within the franchises work or don't work yeah (laughs) and and we started we started with the the marvel cinematic universe and we're we're finishing up phase one and we had announced which we're going to do at the end of this episode what series we're going to do in between phase one and phase two which i'm very excited we announced that i do remember said that yes um so today is captain america the first avenger Yes. So let before we get into production stuff. Okay. When did you see this movie first time? I saw it. Um, I mean, let's see. It came out July twenty second, two thousand eleven. So I probably saw it July twenty fourth or something. Okay. I mean, I was right there. And and I remember, I was a young boy. I was a young boy, but I was I would have been would we have been uh, juniors. Yes, juniors becoming seniors. I think. Hmm. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I have I had been anticipating Captain America for years because I you know I'm a full blown Spider Boy, and uh, then it probably next in line is Captain America, which yeah. we discussed. And I thought, finally here it comes, and I was very very disappointed. Okay. I, when 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 did you see it? I I saw it in theaters. I don't know how. How soon after it was released or anything, but um, this is still around the time where, you know, I went to theaters to see Marvel movies because that's what you did Mm -hmm. before I really had an opinion about them. My voice just broke like a middle school boy. Um, But you're not a middle schooler or a boy. No. Um, But so, so I went into this just like, yeah, you go see Marvel movies in theaters. That's cool. Yeah. Go into it. Hated this movie. I was so bored. The only thing I was most like excited about was at the end of the movie you saw daniel radcliffe's face in the back because he was in Times square and daniel radcliffe had been on broadway at the time that was that was my highlight of the movie okay i did not like this movie and i i didn't either should we should we state our new opinions now well um i just want to yes yes i think i think so going into this rewatch I this was absolutely thrilling for both of us. <laughs> well, well, hang on. I want to go through my mentality because I was thinking, I was like, th- this movie. I had some hot takes already prepared of like how I would fix this movie yeah. and how I'd make it better because I was convinced 
that it was not a good movie. And then we just watched it, and I kept waiting for me to not enjoy it anymore, and it never happened. And then the credits rolled, and I was like, this is a really good movie. And it's like... I mean, it's it's up there on the best of the of phase one, for sure. Anyway, so first time I saw this movie, I had no expectations because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. This movie, my expectations were so... They were, like, lower than Thor. Yeah. And my expectations were really low for that rewatch. Yeah. And I, I could watch this movie again. It was so good. And there were a couple times in the movie with that... I know you weren't there, listener, but hopefully we can recreate it for you because there were a couple times rewatching this movie and they were setting up some things that you've seen in Infinity War that we were just like yeah. simultaneously, whoa. Yeah, I think that this movie, the I remember when I was younger and I first watched it, the things I didn't like, I think what I wanted was I wanted a full-on like front-to-back World War II Captain America movie and I didn't like the futuristic stuff. I just wanted Captain America in World War Two, which is, you know, when you go into a movie with like your exact want in a movie, that's not the yeah, best not way be to mad. do it. Um, so this time, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to like the technology. I'm not going to like Red Skull. I'm not going to like the Infinity Stone stuff. But now, especially after the payoff of Avengers Infinity War, I'm just thinking this Infinity Stone stuff is awesome. Red Skull getting transported into the other dimension. Because he has that stone, and we realize as we were watching it, and he was using the stone to obliterate people, we realized that he's probably just transporting people to different dimensions rather oh, than that's killing right. them. But oh, of course, I'm not sure. Yeah, but if yeah. That's, that's the stone. The, there's I'm assuming something... that's the power he's using and using that for. Yeah, there's which would something just be there. so much cooler if he was just like disintegrating a person, but transporting them into a different dimension, which would which could lead to them fixing issues. Yeah, very so, cool. I love it. Very Absolutely cool. Love so, it. Do, yeah, before we get too much into the movie, yeah, yeah, because we can't talk about our opinions. Can I yet. can I go on people first? Yeah, let's hit the people. Okay, so I'll start with writers. So you have the, the writers of the screenplay, Stephen McFeely. And Christopher Marcus, who have written together, they write together a lot. They did all of the Chronicles of Narnia, like one through three, Thor, Dark World, Winter Soldier, Civil oh. War, Infinity War. Oh, they, those are, so those they are wrote their credits. Them. They wrote, they wrote, okay. Yeah. That kind of makes sense because all those movies are Infinity Stone based, except for um, Civil uh, and Winter Soldier. Well, I guess I've never seen Dark World. But they. They still like further like the bigger story. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would be. Okay. Interesting. And then director Joe Johnston, who has his first directing credit as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in 1989. Wow. After that, Jumanji. Okay. After that, October Sky. Okay. After that, Jurassic Park 3. Bad. After that, Hidalgo. Love that movie. Good. Yeah. And then. The old V-Man. The Wolfman. Don't know. It's a movie about the werewolf I saw. Ooh, sounds um, scary. Pretty sure that's the one with Benicio del Toro. No, it's got the B. I think. Um, and then Nutcracker in the Four Realms. He, what? That's the Nutcracker in the Four Realms guy. He directed that. Oh, Joe. Yeah. What are you doing? He. It's. It's interesting. He. He'll like direct a movie every four or so year, like or more. Uh huh. So. So you. He's not just directing all the time. That's so weird. So you think he chooses projects a little bit better. So wait, which one did he do before Nutcracker? Wolfman. Okay. Uh, there I might know, have been one in between that that I just didn't recognize, but... That sucks that he did the Four Realms. If only he'd have limited it to two or three. 
And yeah. that movie would have been a smash. But he had success. to go for. He had to go for four. And then um, that's a, that's actually that was so when we were getting ready, we were looking at our notes, and Jordan was like, "Oh my gosh, Mikey, you're not going to believe this about Joe Johnston." And I thought, "Oh no, he is he another like uh, he got caught up in Me Too or he was accused of some stuff." And I was kind of bummed because I I kind of like a lot of those movies. Um, and then she goes, "No, no, no, it's not any of that." But he has some bad. And I'm thinking, what? Okay, it must be a personal life. But to do Nutcracker in the Four Realms, wow. Yeah, you just weren't thinking in the right realm when I said oh, that. Oh, wow. I was in a different of the four. Yeah. Just not, yeah. Not not in the Nutcracker realm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> okay. For, for leading man, we have Chris Evans. Yeah, we got we got uh, Scott Pilgrim himself. Yeah, so. Not really. Really, but. I mean, he did a lot of things before this movie. And I would argue that his first, like, his breakout role is Fantastic Four, 2005. Human Torch. Human Torch. My, now, fa- my remember, favorite part of Fantastic Four. I remember I was livid at the fact that an actor could be in a Marvel movie and then be in another Marvel movie as a different character. I was so upset about that. Are you that. still upset? It's a little weird. It turned out okay, and I really enjoy him as Captain America. So it all turned out okay, but I remember it was just like, what are you doing? You can't... But I also, I think before then, I didn't realize that the those Fantastic Four never had an intention of being in this yeah. series or anything like that. So I, in my head, it was like, well, they're all in the same universe in the comic books, therefore they all are in the same universe in their movies. Yeah. And I hadn't, I didn't know that the movies... You're just a younger Micah. Yeah, it's I've okay. I've grown. Yeah, so then after Fantastic Four, he was in Sunshine in two thousand seven. He oh, that's right. Yes, so the Danny is, Boyle he's, movie. He's been in a ton of stuff in between these times. I'm just like most notable things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Push in two thousand nine. Yes, I don't think that, that movie, movie well, has but, um to, uh, Hayden Christensen yes. in it, right? Yes. No, that's Jumper. You're thinking of oh, Jumper. Jumper. Um, one of them's got a push. One of them's got a jump. Yep. And then you have Scott Pilgrim <laughs> in two thousand ten. Where so, he's, uh, what's his character name? Lu- uh, Luke. Luke. Lucas. I want to say Lucas Haas, but that's an actor. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Lucas Lee. Lucas Lee, yes. Which is one, uh, just such, that cameo is better now that he's as famous that as he is. That is so interesting, because remember we were watching Scott Pilgrim, and we were saying that, like, wow, a lot of these actors are really big now who've been in this movie, and then remember I said, think about how great of, like... Uh, a resume builder this movie was for people mm-hmm. and he was in this before captain america like as an action hero yeah like such a that's just a great building or stepping stone well it's weird because when you watch scott pilgrim i think a lot of those people that show up my head thinks of like there's an added element to how interesting their characters are because of what they went on yeah. to do but when the movie came out you didn't have like the captain america yeah. baggage or you didn't have which makes yeah, it makes Lucas Lee so much funnier because he is an actual superhero. Yeah, and but, so well, I mean, you so know, when you seven. go back and rewatch that movie, there's it actually is like kind of more interesting because a lot of those actors are huge now. Yeah, and they play this movie so interesting. Yeah. So watch Scott Pilgrim for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and then <laughs> Captain America followed Scott Pilgrim. Okay, and then I, I stopped there with yeah, yeah. With him. We're, well, we're going to be covering him very extensively. Yes. So then we have Hugo Weaving who plays the Red Skull who was in The Matrix in 1999, mm-hmm. V for Vendetta, Lord of the Rings. He's Megatron in Transformers, which I didn't know. D- voice of. He's not the actual vehicle, No, right? he transforms. I saw pictures. Okay. And then he's also in The Wolfman. Um, 
Mm. And then we have Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter. Yes, yes. Um, Before this, she just, it seemed like she did a lot of British TV and film. Okay. And then um, she's in Ant-Man, which I don't remember who she is in Ant-Man. But she's Peggy Carter. I mean, she's Peggy Carter, but I don't remember. Oh, I think she works with um, Hank Pym and oh, his then. wife when they're doing that flashback at the beginning okay. of the movie. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then she's in Christopher Robin as the mom. Yes. And then you have Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky. He, he is, is He is cool. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He is cool. Before Sebastian, this movie, I like you. He was in The Covenant, Rachel Getting Married, which is this weird... Um, Anne Hathaway movie that's like really depressing and then he's in Hot Tub Time Machine Black Swan and then Captain America I don't remember go on to do I Tanya I just want to mention yes that that movie um if if you want to see something strange uh just look at Sebastian Stan and I Tanya it I Jordan had to convince me that it was the same actor from Captain America. I had to, I had to like look it up and stuff because he does not look like the same person. But really, so the funny crazy. thing is, I think he just has a mustache and glasses. Yeah, he just looks so unassuming. Yeah, it's very odd. Which it, I think cool. is kind of how that guy, it seemed like that's how the guy was mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody didn't suspect of anything. Yeah, and then and then I just touched on like Tommy Lee Jones, who was in the Company Men before this movie. I don't know what that is, and then. Um, Stanley Tucci, who before, oh, yeah. before this movie, I already, already forgot Stanley Tucci's yeah. in this. Um, Who's you, you always like a little touch of the Tucci, you, you know you what need I mean? The tooch. Um, you need a touch of the Tucci. Um, he was in Burlesque and Easy A. He is hilarious in Easy A. Oh, I need to watch that movie. He's hilarious in the movie. And the mom is that woman in House of Cards we don't like, but she's hilarious. Oh, okay. In Easy A. Little hey for the listener, uh, <laughs> something you won't understand about House yeah. of Cards that is a personal opinion of ours that we're not going to elaborate nope, on because it's not a franchise of a movie. No, franchise. it isn't, and I don't think I don't think many people are talking about House of Cards anymore. No, for various reasons. Um, okay, so that's what you have. Uh, the music is by Alan Silvestri, um, and I think you know he did he he's done um, the Back to the Future trilogy and the Avengers, Man Avengers Infinity War. So, oh, he did Ready Player One, too. Um, he did Ready Player One, too. Cinematography, Shelley Johnson. Um, so this one is another one that is Marvel Studios, and it's distributed by Paramount Pictures. So Disney doesn't have... We, we know that Avengers is when Disney now owns, like, mm-hmm. the distribution and all of that. Um, let's talk budget and box office though this movie has a budget of a whopping 140 million which is pretty substantial Mm -hmm. um and then it has a total domestic gross of 176 million six hundred fifty four thousand five hundred and five dollars and then it would go on to get a worldwide gross of 370 million five hundred sixty nine thousand dollars seven hundred seventy four and you know what is so bonkers is that compared to numbers now, that's not that crazy. Yeah. That's like a standard low run-of-the-mill Marvel movie at this yeah. point. That's like your Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's like it's still proving itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this this I thought was kind of interesting. Um, let's see. Let me scroll down here. Uh, Joe Johnston uh, talked about how, which I kind of want to touch on as we go, the script... A lot of it was not just about making a movie about a patriot, which is easy to kind of 
come across that, but they wanted to show how someone who wants to be a good person and is trying to be a good person that that go like that goes from them before they have the serum until after they have the serum. And you know, that was why mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci was trying to make sure he was a good moral person. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about being American. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about being a moral upright person. Yeah. Um so, but we're going to go back. In 1997, Marvel was in negotiations with Mark Gordon and Gary Levinson to produce a Captain America movie. And those guys also produced some um some of Steven Spielberg's movies. So they did like, uh, oh, where is it? They did, um, well, they did uh, Steve Jobs. They did that, oh. produced it, Saving Private Ryan, The Day After Tomorrow. Um, well, I mean, this is one of the guys, but I believe they work together, so we can lump them together, which kind of makes sense. Them them producing Saving Private Ryan, you're thinking, oh, now do Captain America. That's like a very yeah. natural progression. And then they made the movie in 1997, and it came out wrong. Oh. No, no, no. Uh they were they were working on it and Larry Wilson and Leslie Boehm were set to write a script. But then in May 2000, Marvel teamed with Artisan Entertainment to help finance the film and then a lawsuit arose between Marvel Comics and Joe Simon over the ownership of the character. Oh, interesting. Um so then it caused the film to be put on hold mm-hmm. and it was the lawsuit wasn't settled until September of 2003 and then in 2005 marvel received a 525 million dollar investment from merrill lynch allowing them to independently produce 10 films including captain america (laughs) including captain america not not 10 captain america movies so then paramount pictures (laughs) well we're up to three so who knows uh paramount pictures agreed to distribute the film and originally it was going to be a standalone film and uh, Kevin Feige said half of the movie was going to be in World War II and the other half in the modern day. Yeah. So that was the, kind of the original idea. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, I agree. And then um, uh, the other producer, A.V. Ahred, um, our boy mm-hmm. from Incredible Hulk, who mm-hmm. I don't believe produced this movie eventually. No. This is just back when he was yeah. slated as a producer. Um, he cited it. He cited the Back to the Future trilogy as an influence on the movie, that, the one that they were working on. And they hope to release it in 2008 with John... F- and Oh, yeah. And then John Favreau approached Arid to direct the film as a comedy. No. But instead, he made Iron Man. Yes. Weird. And then David Self was hired to write the script. Um, and then Joe Johnson met. And then, of course, David Self didn't write the script. Yeah. So, so this movie has been through a lot of iterations. Yeah. And then finally, after the Writers Guild strike in 2007, they were able to finally get the project going. Um, And then, let's see. Yeah, I I think that about covers it. So it's just been in a lot of iterations. And then finally it happened. And I I remember as a kid, actually, I don't think you know about this. There was a website i don't remember what it was called but it had all like comic book news okay and i would check all the time and i remember i there was there was at one point they were talking about a brad pitt starred captain america weird which makes sense to me i remember that at the time that's so awesome this was like in the like early 2000s yeah um and i don't i don't know maybe i'm having a false memory there or maybe i just wanted him to but i don't think i was 
smart enough to like think that of been casting like choices. Post Fight Club, Brad Pitt though, I think that would have been a weird choice. Yeah, because well, he's kind he of becoming like a bad boy. Tyler you know? Durden anymore? That's not what I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Yeah, It'd no, be I, weird for his image. I feel like. Yeah, totally. But but I remember that was like probably my number one because after I saw the Spider Man movies. I just got into comic books and yeah. I was all Marvel. And so I would check this website and there'd be news, you know, like, oh, they're working on a Black Panther movie or they're working on an Iron Man movie or they're, you know, and so I'd consume all this news. I, I'm realizing this is probably where my love for checking movie news began was because of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie. I don't know if love's the right word, but. <laughs> but, but I would check and check and check. And yeah. then finally, when this one was announced, I, it was very highly anticipated for me. But I think it sort of died out because I was in high school and I was too cool for comic books and all that crap. Um, but <laughs> Doesn't then, seem like it. Not really. But um, finally, that's where, yeah. that's, where we, that's where we leave the past and we can jump into the movie. I, the movie. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Sorry. I just got something in my eye. <sighs> That's bad radio, I've been Jordan. listening. You know that, right? Let's talk about it after the podcast. No, I'm totally kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, the movie begins. Yeah. Got a very small Chris Evans, but his head's not small. Just his wait, body. Wait, we're not, we're not there yet. Not yet. There yet. That is... Oh, wait, no, maybe we are. No, 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 because isn't the first scene of the movie kind of cool, where they, they show up at the iceberg... Yes. And it's modern day and they're like, "Wait, I think we found something." And they're going around and it's it's shot very Spielbergy. Yes. It was it was so cool. And they're looking around and then they see a shield and then yes. it cuts to um a guy in Germany and this tank breaks open this chapel. Yes. And, oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, yeah, which again, the movie. like when this is going, I'm thinking, "Okay, this is a pretty cool intro yeah, to the movie. Yeah, I was pretty hooked at this point. Because Red Skull gets out and he's he's asking for this thing from this which, German guy. Which I don't no- think I noticed this the beget- like the first time I saw it, but you can see that Hugo Weaving has like stitches on his the mm-hmm. side of his face, which I saw that and I was like, wait, when does he become Red Skull? I thought that was a transformation that we saw. I thought so too. I had and forgotten. And then you find out that he's, he's Crystal Skull the second you see him. Or not Crystal School. <laughs> We're not talking about that yet. We will eventually, though. But, yeah. I just realized that was one of my biggest things, is I wanted him to be the Red Skull the whole movie, because I really like the oh, Red Skull character. I thought it was a pretty good reveal, though. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it, when you look back on it, you're like, this is, it's just and a cool movie. Honestly, the makeup's not bad. It's that, not that That was bad. my least favorite part, too. It, it looked so bad to me. I would, but, but I didn't know anything about Captain America, mm-hmm. or Marvel at all, so I'm just like, so now you're trying to get me to believe that this guy has a red head. Yeah, like the and there isn't really there's seen. not really an explanation for why. No, we 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 hear why, but we don't. It's not like why it was very this? jarring. But yeah. then Ben seeing seeing it this time around, it was like, all right, yeah. I'm to- I'm giving it to you, sure. And so we do the the ice recovery. Yes. And um oh wow, without even checking my notes, I wrote Spielbergy. That's good for you yeah and but but the scene where he goes into the the church and that he finds the infinity the, stone the, the tesseract, tesseract which we later find out has the infinity stone within it he grabs it uh-huh and um i think they kill the people who are in the church and it already right away you have the like nazi vibe uh-huh you're like oof and you see the insignia of the hydra which will come into play the organization um, I don't really. I mean, it, later in the movie, right? 
No, I think you see the Hydra like pretty pretty right off the bat. The yeah, little but octopus-y is it thing. in any other movies? Or is it just this movie? Uh, it comes into play again in Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, I just don't remember. Oh, and in uh, Avengers, they find the Hydra gear. And, and Captain America is very oh, confused yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But okay. we're not on that episode yet. No. And we have not watched the movie yet, wink. Um, I, this, is, this is a note I made. When we meet Steve Rogers... You know, and you were about to jump into it. He he has um, a very small body, and which is canon. Now, I I think this is a pretty good movie. It it is not without its flaws, though. And one of the flaws is this is the worst body ever made. He suffers from giant head syndrome. It's not small body syndrome. <laughs> it's giant head because syndrome. his head is normal. But he no, his head's big. His body looks normal. <laughs> I know no, what you're his, saying. His body looks like they put a 12-year-old body on him. Yeah. It's nuts. I, yeah. I just... Sometimes when you watch a movie, you just think, why didn't they split the difference? Yeah. <laughs> why Why didn't they just... You could you could have like, made him look the, like the me. animation itself or whatever the effect is, it actually doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that dated. But it's so disproportionate. He's so small. Which it I, is probably laughable. The it's The point laughable. that they're like, let's make it smaller than even smaller <laughs> just think, because when he's you, big it's so much the bigger directors like sitting there with the visual effects joe johnston this is before his great nutcracker masterpiece and he's going he's going smaller Turn and they're the dial a little bit smaller and they go smaller and then they're like do you think that's good he looks kind of like you know the guy sitting there he's going he looks kind of like me i mean he's not muscular or anything smaller <laughs> a little bit smaller smaller that's good Actually, yeah. one more small. <laughs> that would probably happen. It, it's just, you would think that someone would have watched it and just been like, hey, no, no, no. Like, the, there's that scene where he's in the car with Peggy Carter, and the car <laughs> looks like it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a whole room. Yeah. And he's just this little well, boy inside the back of the car. Don't you think that one was also shot with it as an illusion? Because it, it kind of looked like she was sitting f- like farther forward than him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I then think that's that with the effect just made it pretty weird visual effects because he it's just a little boy next to a normal sized woman, but yeah. he's supposed to be the same age as her. Yeah. So the effects, uh, well, the effects actually aren't that bad. There's just they don't make sense to me. Yeah. To my eyes, and it, I think it's very goofy looking. But right off the bat, Peggy Carter, she's great. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think. I don't remember her popping so much when I Me watched either. the movie, but I I enjoyed her. And then Bucky is in it pretty soon too, pretty early on. Because mm-hmm. um, then we go to the we we well we see that Steve Rogers is trying to be in the army. He wants to be in the army. It's World War Two, but he has like bad lungs and he he has asthma. He he's weak. he would just die the second he got out there, or even in, he probably wouldn't even make it through training. That's probably you know. All the things are, you know, that guy when he's like, I'm saving your life. Little do they know that Hacksaw Ridge is going to go right through training. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, yeah, so the Bucky and Steve Rogers go to the Stark. Yeah, and before that we see that um, Steve Rogers gets beat up for being patriotic. And he keeps trying and, and Bucky grabs him and he's like, dude, you can't fight this guy. Yeah. And he's getting beat up. So so they're doing a... they're. The the thing about the movie that I will say, which it is, it, it's very, um, they use caricatures and like shortcuts so that you know who all the characters are. Mm. And I don't think that's bad. 
mm-hmm. because I think they use it well and it's an interesting movie and explore some fun ideas. Um, I mean, if you're looking for it, like from a drama perspective, it, it fails because it, yeah, it's, but this movie's not a drama, but it's not supposed to be. That's, yeah. that's, that's the point. But I think you can look at it two ways. And I think as a kid, I, I wanted it to not be cheesy, to not have like shortcuts yeah. in actors. I didn't yeah. want that. And now I watch it and I'm like, well, this is movie supposed to be that. Yeah. Why do I have a problem with that? This is the intention. Yeah. So, um, which kind of brings you to, they're at the Stark fair, Yeah. which you see in Iron Man too. But I mean, it was happening. Yeah, which so is far a cool then. connection. Yeah, but that kind of brings us to our second. Well, I don't know, but I think I am speaking for you as well. the The person they chose to play the younger Stark, the Tony's Stark. dad, um, very confusing. I, I'm very curious why they chose this guy. Not that he was a bad actor. We're not doing on his quality of acting. No, but he looks so vastly different because they showed Howard Stark in Iron Man two. In that video. Who's played by... I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Keep talking about it. But yeah, it. The, this guy... And that guy, we confirmed, like, that guy was in his 40s. This Stark is in his, like, 20s. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so that's, that is, you know, significantly younger. So you should get a younger actor. So we have the the older Howard Stark is John Slattery, who is in Mad Men. Yeah. And he is, like, a white-haired guy. Very average, just very normal looking. Not that the other guy's not normal looking. He's normal looking. But the, the other guy that they choose. Who is Dominic Cooper. Yes. Okay, keep going. Um, He looks, I, and he just looks not even a shred like Howard Stark in his 40s. Not only that, I think they, they picked someone who is like as a ethnic. Well, he is from London. Okay. But I don't know where... Wh- but I, I don't know. He just doesn't look anything... He, it, the funny thing is he looks more like Tony Stark than the other guy. Yeah. Funny thing. So I think wonder they were basing it on that. But yeah. they don't even look a little bit like the other guy. You know what I wonder? You know what may have happened? Hang on a second. Oh my gosh. I think I cracked this whole thing wide open. So Iron Man 2 comes out in 2010. So they were shooting... They would have been shooting that in, what, 2009 or 2008? I'm sure we said on the episode. I don't remember when. So Captain America, they were shooting in 2008 and maybe 2009. So that scene could have been where they hired John Slattery. Could have been a scene that was like a reshoot. Yeah. That wasn't in the original movie or was late in production and they probably already cast Dominic Cooper. Yeah. Now you'd think there'd still be a connection, but maybe they just figured it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. That's my And theory. I don't know what other people other people thought of, if it was obvious to them or anything. It was just kind of funny. Well, when I Googled it, it, there was a lot of people asking why the actors oh, okay. look so different. Just, so I think people... I think if he had just been in that one scene at the beginning of the movie, it'd be fine. But he mm-hmm. plays, you know, like a pretty big side character role. And I think he's creating he stars of, in Agent Carter as well, the TV show. Yeah. So he... Because he, he creates a lot of things. He, he creates the shield for Captain yeah, America. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty important part in the movie. So it's pretty interesting. Um... But anyway, so they're at the fair. Um, Steve Rogers is going to try and enlist again at the fair. Bucky's like, let's go dance with these girls. Steve Rogers is clearly not interested. He's interested in being in mm-hmm. the army. He's not interested in dancing with girls. Um, denied, you know, again, when he's trying to enlist. But Stanley Tucci notices him. Yeah. And is like, are you in, like, what are you willing to do? Like, how much are you willing to do? To like be put in the mm-hmm. army, so he passes him, and 
right. he, he goes to boot camp to which he struggles because he can't keep up with people people also make fun of him steve rogers yeah so it's even harder for him but you should that's that, where tommy lee jones comes in which yes. i think i think he's very well cast in this yeah movie. i think he's funny he's funny but uh it, it, it shows a good character it continues the character development of steve rogers because even though people are purposely trying to get him down mm-hmm. by like obstructing his training or like hurting him he'll just keep getting up and going back mm-hmm. and he's he's using his brains as well because if he's not if he can't use his physicality he can use his intelligence so yeah. he, he passes stanley tucci's test to test him with stark's serum well and before we get to there there's that scene i just want to point it out it's it's very funny is that scene where um the recruiter or not the recruiter but one of the colonels or whatever they're called drives the car up and he goes now there's a flag pull over there and he goes no one has ever been able to get that flag but whoever does gets to drive back with peggy here and so all the guys try and climb it and then he walks up and the music has like the blaring army horns and like the snare is going and he walks up and pulls the pin and the flag falls down the the pole comes down and he grabs the flag right off of the the ground and hands it to him and jumps in the car and it is the most it might be the most dramatic scene in the movie and it's just kind of i like i wish it had happened just a little differently or something i don't know great i thought because (laughs) the music was swelling so loudly it was funny (laughs) it was it's just a little much but um yeah, I mean, it's showing his him using the his strengths. Yeah, to to be better than other people. Um, so then, yeah, so then he is being used to be tested. Not really sure what he's getting himself into, but willing to do anything he can to to be better to fight in the army to fight mm-hmm. for America. And what that results in is his tiny body becoming a very big body. Yeah, they and use the head, super soldier serum, and his head is finally proportionate to it. That's what they really do for him. Yeah, they just proportionalize him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he becomes Captain America. Yeah. And then this guy who's in the science experiment. Oh, wait, but they do that funny thing. Like, that he he takes off his shirt, but he doesn't yeah. take off his pants, and he's wearing a belt. Doesn't remove his pants at all. <sighs> and he goes through this whole process, and he's huge now. The, at least they made his pants shorter. But yeah. the belt would have, he would have like ripped through the belt. Yeah. His waist isn't going to stay as small as he was when he was a tiny person. <laughs> so th- th- when things like that happen in movies, it's just like, it's, it's sure, funny. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Cause it's one of those things, like those are the things I get mad at people for getting hung up on, but it's funny to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's just like, well, at least you made his pants shorter. Yeah. At, at least you know that you can't just put him in his underwear. But, th- but then uh, a spy comes down. Shoots all the people in there. Steals some of the serum. Steals the serum. Stanley Tucci dies, which is Mm. good scene. It's it's a good scene. Yeah. How does does he have any last words? He doesn't talk. That's why it's good. Yeah. Because it's also I feel like good story writing. Because Stanley Tucci is a you know pretty well established actor at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's only in the first, basically the first act of the movie. This Mm kind of signals the end of the first act. So it's not like he's going to be important for the rest of the movie not even going to be important for the rest of the franchise. So if they were to give him a line, I feel like it would have made his character too important. Yeah, and it it would have had to be one of those things where he's like, never let love die. And then he'd like remember when the plane is crashing at the end or something dumb like that. Which it It shouldn't, if they did that, that would have been wrong. It should have just been that between him and Peggy, which is what they did, which was Mm -hmm. a smart thing. But yeah, so then he goes chasing after the guy 
and then, is his first test it, of strength. Yeah, and it's a pretty good scene. Yeah. Where he's 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 running really fast and the guy jumps in a submarine. Mm-hmm. And I that's when I started fist pumping, I think, and jumped up because Because of the submarine? I was like, well, no, he so he does that one thing. He's chasing this guy. Uh, Captain America is chasing this German spy, and this German spy grabs this little boy and puts a gun to him. And Cap, uh, Steve's going, "No, no, don't shoot, don't shoot!" And then he throws him in the water, and they they subvert that trope. And Captain America runs up to the water, and he's like, and the kid just waves at him and says, "Hey, I I, I can swim. It's fine." Yeah. And then he just keeps chasing the guy. The guy jumps in a secret submarine to which I'm going, that's freaking cool. Very James Bond. Very James Bond. Cap just jumps into the water, goes down, breaks open the submarine, grabs the guy, throws him up, and then he's like, who sent you? Who sent you? And then the guy breaks a tooth off. The cyanide tooth. And he's got cyanide tooth, baby. And he does it. And I have a note here that says, cyanide is cool 100% of the time in movies. Cyanide tooth. Is what you mean? Just cyanide in general, oh, baby. Okay. You put cyanide in a movie, Mike is gonna like it. Cyanide in Hear movies that, filmmakers? is one hundred percent cool one hundred percent of the time. More cyanide in movies. It it is pretty it is pretty cool. Yeah. And he starts foaming at the mouth and stuff. And yeah, it's like a dog. It's uh, yeah. Rabies. It's great. But yeah, so um first test of strength, showing his strength strength, and then what do they do with him? They make him a touring like morale booster, and and this is now montages. Let's yes. talk about montages. Yes, montages are a thing that happen in movies, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're pointless, sometimes they're Bohemian Rhapsody, and they're just touring. And you're like, I've seen this a thousand times in music biopics. Why do you keep showing me just montages of a band being successful? This isn't furthering the plot or anything. And sometimes, rarely. Rarely, which Captain America does, you have a great montage that is both funny, heartwarming, and shows character development and story development. Yes. And this movie does that because he starts touring and you can tell that he's not that into it. Well, he's, it's, it's almost like they're like, okay, we need you to do this little thing. Like you're, you're going to get people to enlist. Like you remember how important that is, right? Just do this for a little bit and then we'll get you out there. And that's kind of how it feels like he's acting where he's mm-hmm. just like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing my job. This is so great. I'm a patriot. Although he's never seen combat, but it's yeah. like, he has that still that naivety in his eyes mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm going to be out there with you guys soon. And then when he gets out there, he's still not fighting. He's still the morale booster mm-hmm. to which no one cares. They just want the women, like the the women, like cheerleaders. Yeah, the men in the army. Once he finally goes yeah. overseas, and 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 he's, I think, realizing like I have no idea what it's like. Still. Yeah. And then that is when he finds out. Um, oh yeah, and I I said this too. Um, the the going from the the comedy of him doing doing all those shows and singing the songs and punching adolf hitler very poorly choreographed a bunch of times and it says the different cities is it's just very charming yeah and then it cuts to him saying like you know and i i know what it's like because i've punched adolf hitler before and and all the army even the even the colors are different it's dark it's drabby and the and the 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 soldiers are just going Bring out the girls like you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And he this doesn't. Isn't. And I think, you know, that really gets to him. And mm-hmm. I remember that one part that they did really well, too, was 
one of the cities that he's in and he punches Hitler and but remembered the kids in the audience like as Hitler's approaching him the kids are like he's behind you yeah yeah he's behind you I just thought that was such a nice touch to mm-hmm. show like because this is still in America yeah and it's just like he he's doing such a great job like this whole production yeah and and he punches him and the, the, these kids are like Captain America beat him that's awesome and then like we've said like then he goes to the battle line like the mm. like battle lines basically to perform to these people and they're not even close to what those children are like mm-hmm. and uh also the kids have captain america comic books which is a little tough to uh put my mind Don't around think about it too hard so there are captain america comic books in the world of the mcu um yes which makes sense and there's nothing wrong with that, but... They do that on Logan. The, yeah, I know. All that meta stuff, like, when I think about it, it it's a little it's a little too much. Because it's like, which... Are they reading the same Captain America which books that Logan. we're reading? And Logan, they did that really well. The, oh, yeah. Because he was like, those aren't real. Yeah. Love that. It was very cool. Um, but hang on a second. Yeah. I gotta stay on Sorry, this Sorry, I really comic like Logan. <laughs> because if they're reading Captain America comic books... Are they, and let's just assume they're reading the same Captain America comic books that we're reading. Does that mean that our fictionalized Captain America is also fictionalized in his own universe because he hadn't gone to war yet? And does that also mean everyone knows about his serum? And does that also mean that everyone knows his name is Steve Rogers? This is what I'm thinking. Kids have those comic books. They're propaganda. Uh Because it's showing him beating Germans. I think it's and it's began to stop. Well, there. yeah, but I mean, it looked a lot like the comic books I read when I was a kid. Yeah, I can't and, speak to that because I don't know. I can't get my mind wrapped around <laughs> well, that. Well, let's let's move a little forward. <laughs> so, meanwhile, during these montage montages, meanwhile in the timeline of the story, um, Hugo Weaving, Red Skull, Red Skull, man, Red Skull. Uh, he with the Tesseract is trying to create, trying to harness its power, because he wants to have power. And um, he has that that German doctor helping him. And they do that thing, and I don't like this in movies, where the guy's like, you know, his doctor's helping him, and he's he's like, I have the the power up to 60%. And then he walks over, and he goes, I didn't come this far to only go 60%. And he just goes to 100. And I'm just thinking, you're a scientist. That's part of who you are. You can wait like one minute to just slowly go up and not risk any damage that's why he is a red school and you don't um (laughs) yeah yeah, i guess um, so but that's that the set design of like those things of of the like like modern technology is pretty cool i'm not a huge fan of oh i mean it's Uh, i'm not a huge fan of it well i understand that they're using this they're trying to harness this power that's magical Mm -hmm. it's you know it doesn't exist yeah but um i think it would be cooler if it looked like they were using the day's methods like like yeah it is revolutionary for the time maybe mm. even revolutionary for us but i don't think that they had the technology to like have everything so such such smooth steel and such like round curves for all maybe, these things maybe i misremember i remember it not to to like for my aesthetic it kind of like mixed the styles well but I, maybe i'm missing and maybe it did but not enough for me it, okay. it was just it was just too modern but i i understand that that was probably a intentional choice yeah that it was more modern than usual um and it's not like a deal breaker for me it's just not my preference yeah and uh so now that we're on to red skull a little bit i think 
that Hugo Weaving is doing a great thing referencing blank check here. He is bathing in the river of ham. Yeah. He is hamming it up. Yeah. But in the, all the right ways. It's like he knows what movie he is in. Yeah. And he's not going too over the top. Yeah. But he's like soaking up the scenes and he's... He, I he's mean, maniacal. He's he's mani- he's just short of twirling his mustache, but we need a mustache twirler in the movie, so it's yeah. good. Yeah, and so I I enjoy his performance. In I this think movie. it also was reminiscent of like 1940s, mm-hmm. thing, like like yeah, uh, cinema type of yeah. thing. So I think he's he's acting to that too, which just and works so well. Another cool thing they do in this movie, which is kind of a side note here, is the way they light Steve Rogers is very old looking. If you mm-hmm. look at him, especially even compared to other characters in the movie, he has like a classic, like a poster yeah. look to him. Poster boy. Yeah. That's what he is. Um, But then he, so now cut to cap, he is over there. He's, and he's like, I hear that this troop has been captured and Bucky's in that troop. And he goes, I'm going to go get him. And they're saying, no, 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 no. And he goes. Behind enemy lines. And he so he has Howard Stark and Peggy drop him off. He he jumps in and Peggy goes, "Are you sure you can do this?" And he goes, "I've knocked out Adolf Hitler over two hundred times." Great line. That's a great line. Yeah. And he jumps out and, and he. And that's goes, when he goes into that prison, which mm-hmm. is where all the people are. And the first person he sees is that guy with a bowler hat on. And I was <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. confused because I like because I you know watching the movie and I'm like, why would they put him in a bowler hat? And you said so that we know who that is. Yeah, which is true. And I mean that is the absolute correct answer to that question. But I think that is like the most annoying, distracting <laughs> thing that they could like design us. He already has a dumb mustache. Just use the mustache. Why does he need a bowler hat? Like this guy had went over to France or Germany to fight Nazis and, and he, he couldn't was wearing leave the bowler without hat. his bowler hat. No, it's his lucky hat probably. The, and, and also confused me more because he was American. Because like him wearing that dumb bowler hat. I'm like, oh, was he rescuing civilians? And then he starts talking. And I'm like, did this guy really not even try to have like a French accent? Yeah. As he's like rescuing these people. And then... Yeah, so then, then he kind of, like, creates this little, like, his own band of brothers uh-huh. in this rescue mission. Doesn't find Bucky. Thinks Bucky's dead. Um, but... But... But, so we get this, like, ragtag team. Here's what's weird, though. Now, this will be the second time in phase one. Well, not in phase one, but in a later phase that they messed this up. And it's both in yeah. the same movie. An actor by the name of Kenneth Choi is a character named Jim Morita in Captain America, The First Avenger. And he is out here just Marita in it up. And he is uh he is just one of the guys that helps them out. Oh, this is even weirder. This is even weirder. So Okay, I'm not explaining this well. So this actor, he's Mr. Marita. And then <laughs> and then in Spider Man Homecoming, the same actor is a character by the name of Principal Morita. Huh? So does that mean... Does he, he play his grandpa, you think? Is he the grandpa? Yeah, he totally is. That's pretty cool. That one, Why did they, they do fix. that for Martin Starr? I know, I don't well, know. No, do you remember in, in Incredible, though, it didn't. He, they didn't give him a name. They just gave him, like, computer nerd or yeah, something. Yeah, but no, remember when I looked him up on the, the Marvel yeah. Wikipedia? He had a name. He had a name, and they were both different. So Morita principle this will take a second 
I would. I, I will say that I was not a fan of his haircut in the movie. It was very oh, 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 2011. Okay. It was just kind of a shaggy haircut, <laughs> which I just don't. I don't buy it. Okay, for a, so a soldier in the 1940s. Private James Jim Marino was a member of the Howling Commandos in World War II and the team's communication officer. Na, 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 na. Rescue mission. He helped with Cap. Na, na, na. During the ta- okay. After the war, Marita died after the war. A shield's files given to Steve Rogers. When he awoke in the 21st century, reported Marita's status as deceased. His descendant, the principal of Midtown School of Science and Technology, kept a picture of him in his office. So, they cool. they did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That that's a deep cut. That is like yeah. if you want to like nail someone to the wall on a trivia if they think they know stuff, say who is who is Jim Marita's. Uh, well, who is Jim Marita, first of all, and then say who's his grandson and which movies were they in? Yeah. Say it right now. Find someone and I quiz forgot. them. Okay, so then he gets his team, the Howling Commandos, which is never said in the movie, but that's a thing. Okay. And they break out and they beat Bore all the Nazis. All. And it's very cool. Yeah. And they come back. And then they hint at this little love triangle between... Well, well, wait, he comes back and then Tommy Lee Jones is like, okay, okay, this guy's a soldier. Yeah. And he basically, like, like allows him to be an Avenger oh. of, some t- of some kind. Yeah, maybe the first, really. Yeah. If you, Hey, my, my money, he's the first wait, Avenger. love triangle between... Remember, oh, that it, it's a slight, girl? it's a slight love triangle where Peggy... Oh, Stark. And Captain America are like kind of having a thing, and then, and then she sees Captain America getting kissed by um, Natalie oh, Dormer from awesome. Game of Thrones, and then, and then she gets all mad, even Which though I they like, don't I have never anything. Like it when they do those things in movies. No, and then he's like, "Well, annoying. what about you and Howard Stark?" And she's like, "I can't believe you'd even ask." And I go, why is this in the movie? Just yeah. cut this from the movie. There's yeah. no reason for this to be in the movie. Well, it's, I hate. I just dumb. hate it too because it's like, and they clearly, don't even explore it. You enough. see his acting. He's kissing this girl who who like came on to him. Uh-huh. And I'm it, based on what we know, like this is probably the first woman that's ever kissed him. So you see that he's she's kissing him, and then he's like, he he's enjoying it. Uh-huh. And and that's just the annoying part to me. Like well, the, actually, the whole thing is annoying to me. Yeah. But she sees him not only kissing a woman, but it looks like he's enjoying it because he is. Mm-hmm. Which is like, sure. She okay. didn't have dibs on him or anything. Yeah. They, but then they did, and yeah. then he's mad. It's just kind of, and then it doesn't go anywhere. There's not. There's no exploration of the love triangle. And it kind of bugs me that they hired that girl just to come on to him. Like yeah. That, that they, Although that they I don't hired think- her, that they wrote her into the movie for that reason. That's the only yeah, thing yeah. that she serves. Yeah. So. I just think it's kind of weak. Yeah. That that scene is like, oh boy. Is this but movie anyway, going to start getting bad? He gets but the shield. It doesn't. He oh yeah. He gets shield. a shield from Howard Stark. Which is made out of what? It, vibranium. Which is from what? Wakanda. Forever. Which is also what Wolverine's claws are made oh, out of. Oh yeah. That's cool. I'm going to double check all that information right now though. Loading it now. Probably should have done this before. No, no, no. It's a fictional metal appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Vibranium is associated with Black Panther, as is his suit made from vibranium. Um, oh, maybe it's just that. Oh. Let's see. Uh, what is... I guess that would make sense, though. 
Wolverine claws. Wolverine, like, grows those things. Yeah, but he's injected with, I think, vibranium, and that's what it is. What? Wolverine claws made of. Here we go. Claws are a mutation. Adamantium is what those are made out of. Oh. That sounds made up. I don't like it anymore. (laughs) Just kidding. They're both made up. Okay, what happens after he gets the shield? Um... Uh, let me look at my notes. Oh, he he doesn't find Bucky, and they're pretty sure he's dead. Yep. And there's that great scene. I think this is cool where he's trying to get drunk, and he can't get drunk. Because he's too strong. Because his metabolism is too his fast. His muscles are too big. And I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I agree. I that he can't cool. get drunk, and it shows a lot that, like, like this character. He has to be pure. Yeah, oh, yeah. His body won't allow him not to be. Yeah. That's even better than what I was going to say. Shut up whatever you were going to say. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I love, another thing that I freaking love about the way his character progresses throughout the entire series, and I'm talking all of Marvel, is he starts out as this, like, I am a patriot. I represent America, like the, the moral goodness of America. And as it progresses, he also progresses in what the ideal American thinking person should be. So when the government, like... In this movie, if the government told him to do something, since they were on the right side of history, we we think of the government as good. So yes, he would do it. But when it starts getting into the like Patriot Act age and the post nine eleven age, maybe America isn't always on the right side of history. So he begins questioning it, and that's what I think the message of Captain America is: is this is what a real American should look like? Is yeah. they should think for themselves. And sometimes that aligns with the government, and that's great. But when it doesn't, and like with the Registration Act for the superheroes, I'm jumping ahead, and I'll cover it more later. In Civil War, with the Registration Act, he knows it's wrong, Mm -hmm. and he's thinking with his brain, and he goes against the government. Mm -hmm. Captain America going against America? That's pretty cool. That's good character writing, and that's one of the reasons why I really like Captain America as a character. You're so patriotic. Yeah, I'm just such a patriot, and I just love talking about my patriotism. <sighs> okay, so what's going on with Red Skull, dude? So I mean, we can we can kind of probably just skip ahead to the end, kind of. I don't I don't really remember. Well, there's this con- there's they find him in a warehouse, or he finds Bucky in that area, saves Bucky. Oh yeah, saves Bucky. Um, and then he sees that the Red Skull is getting away and he's like i have to stop him he's oh, the yeah. cause of all of this and then he rips off his face and i was like this is a lot cooler than i remember it being and um and he jumps over the fire and they they cut away from it so that it doesn't look cheesy yes even though it's a crazy jump yes. but he's but, a but super yeah, so, soldier so red skull gets away yeah but they've captured his scientist from yes. earlier yes and uh he doesn't have a cyanide pill and tommy has a great scene where he's great eating scene. steak and he actually eats um but then you know kind of skipping ahead there's a spaceship and they're gonna throw or not a spaceship but a big aircraft and they're gonna do bombs everywhere and red school they're like gonna labeled do it. for the country or for the city yeah and so oh yeah pretty cool scene as these men are trying to board these missiles um mm-hmm. And he's trying to, and Captain America's trying to stop all of them. And there's that really cool scene because there's music carries throughout most of this movie. But that one scene, um, when he one of the missiles gets 
released yeah and one of the men is in it flying it and he stays on top fighting with another man on top of it yeah and that's the first time in a captain america movie when a guy gets thrown into the turbine of a plane and blood goes everywhere and i'm so shocked that they show that so then that happens and then he's trying to get the other guy to stop doesn't he like rip him out of the seat or something yeah and then, and then he, he gets in and the flies the bomb back yeah. into the plane which is such a but yeah when that scene was happening there was no music do you remember that i don't remember that there was no. no music so you just hear like you know intense wind and them hitting the missile when their bodies were hitting. yeah it. oh yeah really yeah. really great sound yeah and it's scene. it's kind of reminiscent of the the raiders of the lost ark like the guy getting in the turbine you know getting all shredded up while he's waiting for him i don't remember that you don't I just remember, remember the most iconic turbine treading scene of all time. There's been a lot of them by now. It's the most iconic Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry, I just don't remember. Um, but yeah, so then but yeah, when flies he it was, back in the missile, yeah. urban to the plane, go, goes up, finds Red Skull. And then Red Skull, you know, there there's all this stuff. There's, a, there's a fight scene because there has scene. to be one. And it's cool. Yeah. And we also glossed over the fact that Bucky died and is never in the series again, he unfortunately. Die? He fell off of that train that he saved him from folks we did watch this one week ago so for a little scattered forgive us yeah bucky dies yeah and he's not Period. back in the series that's it for him as Ever. far as i know yeah as I far mean, as i know i mean i guess we'll see if there's any sort of thing yeah so then going back to where we're currently at fighting red skull i keep wanting to call him crystal skull yeah um, and then he grabs the space stone which is the one where you you can do portals to different areas that's what that stone controls the tesseract the oh, tesseract wait. Yeah, he, he holds on to it. It disintegrates him, and it opens up like a portal that looks like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like Infinity War area. And this is when Jordan and I are like, no way, that's so cool. Yeah. And then he disintegrates, and you're like, okay, he's But he doesn't dead. disintegrate. What he's doing is he's moving location and moving dimension. Yeah. And he becomes that guardian of that mountain. The guardian of the soul infinity, stone. For the Infinity Stone. Which is freaking cool yeah it makes it so folklore yeah i I love it i like poop my pants i oh my gosh oh my gosh we had we had to we got to wear diapers when we watch avengers (laughs) um so yeah so then um when he leaves the that portal like closes Mm -hmm. and the tesseract you see like uh melting through through, the plane and captain mary kind of looks at it and is like not my problem yeah my problem right now is to make sure that this plane does not explode or detonate any of these missiles nuclear missiles mind you yeah um so he flies it into the ocean yeah and as he's doing it he has a scene it's emotional probably i'm so far the most emotional maybe yeah. that maybe like the best acted scene of the series so far or maybe not acting but just like like the best emotional scene of the yeah. series so far where he's on the phone and the whole movie they've been talking about dancing and how he's never danced with a girl. Yeah. He's been waiting for the right one. And then, you know, he goes, Peggy, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm not going to make it back or something. And she goes, but what about that dance? And he goes, why don't we meet at this street at this time on this day and all of these things. And then the, the radio transmission just goes. And it's pretty touching. And she, she breaks down and it's so wonderful. And I was, I was pretty close to a tear. Yeah. And then we cut to 70 years later, 60 years later, he wakes up in a bed. What's this? 
And this woman comes in and she Oh, no, looks, there's a radio playing? There's a radio playing uh, a I game. I don't remember who, but someone just won the World Series, I believe, or just won a baseball game. And it's definitely uh, whatever in, from the 40s. Yeah. And then this w- woman comes in, and I thought this was such a cool touch. Go back and watch this scene, listener. When he wakes up, the woman the who walks listener. in... Is who we're talking to. Yes, uh, Dan and Chris and John and Tim or Evan. Yeah. <laughs> whichever one is filling in at the yeah. time. Uh this woman walks in and she looks weirdly modern, but wearing old clothes. Yes, I'm not really sure how they it might pulled have been that makeup off somehow. But yeah, she looks weirdly also, modern. Also, her hair was really long. That wasn't very common back then. Yeah, and then and then he goes, he goes. I've heard this game before. This has already happened. And then he breaks out and runs into like breaks out, and you see that they they were going to like slowly integrate him into modern society because they got him out of the ice. And then he walks he, like, into Times Square. A wall. Yeah. And he walks out into Times Square and he's so confused. And that scene is so cool. And hey, Nick Fury th- s- says like, something. I don't remember. I feel like it would just drop dead from shock. Well, but he he's a superhero. I'm talking about me with, with a tiny body and a big head. Yeah. I would just drop dead. No, I would be, I would get, be even stronger. I would be... Oh, you would get stronger? I would be... If I wasn't a superhero and I was 70 years in the future, I would become a superhero by the shock of how different the age is. And in 70 years, the Earth is going to be destroyed anyway. Oh, really? No, no. It'll be a new Earth by then, hopefully. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Might still be here. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So Nick Fury shows up. Oh, yeah. And he he says something, but then he's like, I, I'm supposed to meet someone. Yeah, that's what, that's and then what it Steve just Rogers ends. says, and it's like, oh, that's, that's a so nice ending. And gosh darn it, that's a six out of ten movie, and I like it. Well, what was the Stan Lee cameo? Um, he, I can look it up really quick. Stan, yeah, Stan Lee's in this movie. For oh, those yeah, of you who so don't know, <laughs> um, I feel like this one was kind of boring. He, Stan Lee, thinks Cap would would have been taller. That's what I wrote. So Wait, I think, I think it was a funny one. I think he's like, oh, I thought he would have been taller. Yeah. And yeah, just the same thing that I said and I repeated it twice. Okay. Um, But then the post-credit scene of this movie is very funny. Do you remember it? Because the post-credit scene of this movie is the first time. And I remember being like, holy crap. It was the it was just the trailer for the Avengers. Oh right, and it, it was like with this boxing. summer. So that's Captain America: The First Avenger. Wonderful. We oh, hope you enjoyed. I, I guess not wonderful, but a really good movie. Yeah, like. Um, we like comment, subscribe, subscribe, shared. No, do that to our podcast. Oh, Share yeah. it with your friends. Um, I this is very fun. I like this. And I we like have, talking about movies with you, the love of my life. Yeah, you are talking the love Mike of my the listener. life too. And I am talking to the listener on that one. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm talking to my wife on this one. But yeah, very surprised with Chris Evans this time around because he has been my least favorite Marvel person. Like Chris Evans is an actor, but he has been my, like Steve and Rogers see, one is of my, my least favorite. But with this rewatch, I'm like, okay, Jordan, yeah, you've I been think, dead wrong. I think you're going to be on the cap train this time. Yeah, well, um, we'll see with Civil War. I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, but I think you'll still like him, yeah. you know? Um, so hate him again. next week, we are doing Marvel's The Avengers. And that will end phase one. And in between phase one and phase two, we're going to do a different series. And that series is, I'll say the, f- you say the first word and I'll say the next word. I'm very excited about well, this starring one. Starring Mel. 
Gibson, and... Who else stars in it? Well, who's in the last one? Oh, um, Tom. Hardy. Directed by Steve. George. George. Miller. Steve. Yeah, not Steve. Mad. Max. We're doing Mad Max, folks. It's four movies... And it is one of the more interesting series. Each one that's is weirder than the last ever been made. It is such an odd series, and I cannot wait to talk about the through line. I love it so much. So that is what's going to happen. One thing we didn't talk about in this episode is how this kind of translates to the bigger universe. But I think we we will probably kind of cover that thread because Avengers really plays off of Captain America. Let's Avengers on, is let's end it on Mad Max. Yeah, so Mad Max, start watching those. Those are some pretty cool movies. I'll, You're welcome. I'll give you a little spoiler alert. Mike is a fan of those movies. So is Jordan. And Jordan's a fan of those movies. And so next week we're going to do Avengers, and then we're going to rate the Phase 1 movies. Mm-hmm. And then we're jumping into Mad Max. Thanks. George Miller, man. We're listening. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Woo!